Welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is great to be back for the 185th episode. Tonight is a very special night, a little bit of a different look for us as we are joined by a very, very special guest, um, our golf expert, if you will. So usually I'm joined by my co-host, Andres the Cavalier King, and he is here. So welcome, Andres. Do you, would you like to say something and introduce our guest? Uh, I'd like to say uh, happy happy Wednesday. Uh, I know the people aren't going to listen to this on, until Thursday, but we're having our weekend already. It starts on Wednesday. Everybody's drinking a beer, eating good, good fine food. Uh, our Carlos Huerta guest, uh, Mr. Greens, uh, decided to go to In-N-Out today at 6 <laughs> o'clock before the show. So kind of throw him, give a little blast out to him, supporting local business of In-N-Out. Pat, your former employee... Do you think he made the right choice going to In-N-Out at 6 o'clock like everybody else after work? Hey, there's never a good time to go to In-N-Out. There's never a bad time to go to In-N-Out. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And tell the listeners what you had, Carlos. Everybody wants to know, what's your order uh, or what was your order for tonight's menu at uh, In-N-Out? Well, first and foremost, uh, thanks so much, guys, for having me back. Happy Wednesday. Uh, I went with the classic 3 by 3 animal style with fries. And, you know, the lovely lemonade can't go wrong there, man, you know. So we're fed, we're feeling good, and uh, ready to get this show started. Yeah, and, um, you know, we wanted to do a show yesterday, but Andres wanted to hold out because he wanted a contract extension. He said, I'm not going to do another show. He sees all these NFL deals um, being signed, so he's like, I'm going to hold out. So we got on the phone last night, we worked something out, and uh, here we are on uh, Wednesday. But yeah, so if you're new to the show, or if you don't really listen too often, we're dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place over the weekend, um, all the way up until Sunday night. So um, we like to start off every show with a hero or a headline, extremely close and extremely dear to our hearts to get the juices flowing, and it doesn't get any more close and dear to our hearts than the alma mater, our undergraduate university, uh, Loyola Marymount, Andres and I, that's that's where we met close to uh, LEX. Uh, Andres, do you want to explain how uh, LMU comes into the picture tonight? I mean, it comes full circle, Pat. We were talking about the uh, Women's World Cup starting off last week. Unbeknownst to me that uh, there is a player, former player for Loyola Marymount, playing uh, for her countryside team. Uh, for the Philippines, uh, and she actually scored the game winner, and to give the Philippines their first ever World Cup win and victory, um, coming back after a 2-0 defeat, they uh, came back to game two and beat the host country, New Zealand, 1-0, her name is Serena Bolden, class of 2019, uh, I can't even imagine what that's like to be <laughs> on the national grandstand to score a goal for your country. But the closest we'll get is knowing that we have the relation and the family uh, LMU across the seas. So right now she's doing well. She's got her team in third place on the tables. One game left. They got to see what they can do. If they can squeeze into the next round, that'll be great. But the fact that she actually scored a goal and got her countryside to ever first victory in the World Cup, Women's World Cup history is amazing. So congratulations to Serena Bolden, uh, stellar athlete for LMU back in her day, uh, led, the, led the Lions in scoring and points. 
uh, for her career. So she's a uh, she's a stud. So I'm glad to see <laughs> Formula Lion just still conquering, roaring across the uh, the international skies. Well, she I hope she's a, a beast. I mean, she's playing in the World Cup, you know, and that's the best thing about the Olympics and the World Cup tournaments is that. Um, as fans and spectators like like us, uh, you you find people to you find stories that people have to fall in love with, right? You necessarily don't fall in love with the athlete, you know. You like the story and you attach yourself to that story, and then you start rooting for them. So, let's go, Serena. Let's see if uh, you guys can make it to the round of sixteen, advance, get to the next step, get to the next level. So, uh, as I mentioned, my cousin Carlos nicknamed greens um is on the show to talk a little bit of golf this past weekend um what what went down this past weekend carlos and then actually whenever you can you might want to highlight and shout out your experience um golfing at the uh orange county course that you had just mentioned yeah no thanks pat um so the open was this past uh weekend for those of you who don't really know that's one of the four majors in golf pga championship the Masters, the U.S. Open, and then the Open. Um, surprisingly, not surprising for this past champion, uh, Brian Harmon. From what I was reading about him, because frankly he was a little bit unfamiliar to me, um, he's been in the top 10 finishes for like the past few tournaments. So he was knocking on the door, um, and you know, good for him. He finally broke through. So I think it's good for golf when, you know, we'll say a B-level name, you know, wins, wins a championship, wins a major, it makes all the headliners a little bit more hungry um, and hungrier. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think it's good for golf. And on that note, um, your boy himself was <laughs> playing Pelican Hill and Monarch Beach for the past week. Uh, probably, in my opinion, two of the top ten courses in all of California. Uh, very beautiful golf, great times. Shout out to my good friend Ruben for, uh, for hosting us and um, – yeah, can't wait to hit the course again sometime. Yeah, so the, um, out there in uh, Orange County, was it that hot or was it okay? Because it's been hot lately. Surprisingly, it was hot for Orange County. Yeah. Uh, no, and even with all the palm trees, there still there wasn't much shade to 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 give us some relief. So it was hot. But it's really hard to complain when you're golfing at a pristine golf course on a Tuesday morning, man. No work, no worries. It was great. <laughs> yeah, so uh, congratulations to Brian Hartman. Um, like, you know, like we were kind of joking about before the show started, um, nobody really, like the casual golf fans or the, the regular golf um, enthusiasts have never really heard of him. Maybe the people that from the town that he grew up, you know, his hometown knew who he was but now the whole world he put the whole world on notice right i mean that's that's what you got to do got a very nice payout got some respect in the world of golf so congratulations to him congratulations to serena bolden and um shifting gears to the opposite end of the spectrum we have another segment and it is called good look or bad look so Last week, we debuted this segment, and it got really positive feedback. People were texting me saying they really enjoyed it. Let the Cavalier King preach, you know, let him speak. Uh, I was racking my brain, and I was like, how can, we, how can we get the show more interactive? And it just clicked. I'm like, you know, people tune in every week because the Cavalier King is crazy. 
He either says something that's gonna piss you off or he says something that's gonna make you laugh. So we have good look, bad look. And I created six headlines slash topics that I'm going to run by you guys. So we'll start with you, Andres. Good look, bad look. The Celtics give Jalen Brown a contract worth $304 million over five years. Uh, I think that's a lot of money. I think that's a bad look on the Celtics. I know Jalen Brown is great. Don't get me wrong. I think defensively, offensively, he's kind of one of the, the hearts of the team, right, other than him and Tatum. The question is, you give Brown that, what are you, what are you going to give Tatum, you know, when his contract's up? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a lot of money. I'm, I, You know, with Mbappe, all these big, con- big uh, contracts going around, everybody wants that big cash cow. But what has Brown done, really? Does he have a ring? Has he done anything yet? What's he done? A couple accolades, an all-star, defensive player, you know, defensive team. Okay, great. But 355? What are you going to give Joker? What are you going to give Jokic, right? He's got, that guy's got two MVPs, a fucking NBA Finals, an MVP Finals. What are you going to give all these guys? I think the market's way ridiculous. And for that kind of price, you could be having a Boston Tea Party is what I'm saying. So, yeah, Andres says it's a bad look to give Jalen Brown that much money. I, I would have to agree. Um, moving it over to you, Carlos. Good look, bad look. The Dodgers make moves to acquire Kike Hernandez again. In my heart, as a diehard Dodger fan, I want to say this is a good look. Well, it's ultimately a bad look because we need arms. We need pitching. You know, we need we need pitching. Um, it's great to have him back in the in you know in the clubhouse and for sales whatever you want to call it from from the front office perspective, but on the field we still need arms. You know we're, we're dying with pitching. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I believe we got blown up today by the Blue Jays. You know, so <laughs> it just it just goes to show that you know what we really need is is arms, and we just are not focusing on the right things. So ultimately, bad look. Uh, to go off of your Blue Jays comment, um, the Blue Jays are not even first place in their division. Yes, the Blue Jays are a good team, but they're not first place in their division. I think they're in third place, and over the last three games, they scored 20 runs against the Dodgers. So that further you know, strengthens your point that we do need pitching. It's nice to see Kike back on trade deadline has not expired yet, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of other moves the Dodgers make. Um, Andres, good look or bad look? The Panthers announce rookie quarterback Bryce Young will start at the quarterback one position. Beautiful. Good look. What? Great look. Fantastic look. This is your franchise quarterback. This is what you This is what you trade up for. This is what you did. Who are you going to start over him, Pat? Who are you going to start over him? That fucking kid from USC, Darnold? Dalton. The red-headed stepchild? Your fucking last toe. He should have got his chance in fucking in Dallas instead of Dak Prescott. That's who, that's what, that was a bad look on the Cowboys part. <laughs> We're not talking that about... Old, that guy's our age still playing in the NFL, right? That guy's just a, a, a glorified uh, uh, clipboard-holding second-string quarterback, all right? Get your paycheck, Dalton, but come on, man. It's got, you got to move with the future. You need the fresh legs. You need to start your new system. You need the face of the franchise. You need a fucking winner, right? How many how many national championships does Andy Dalton have? 
None. How many does Bryce Young have? Maybe at least two or three. He's been in the big stage. Let him take the, the reins over. Let him do his thing. I say let the Corvette out of the garage and let it fly and see what happens. Okay. So we're going to get better from here. I mean, I don't really think the Panthers have a chance to win the division anyways. So, I mean, might as well. so bad okay moving along carlos good look or bad look steph curry left himself off of his top five all-time nba list it's, it's the humble it's the humble choice right you know i think it's ultimately what it is but for him to, to leave himself off of it i think it's a good look for a pr perspective you know i think that he he's just trying to play it safe and not trying to cause a ruckus but I think he's top five. I mean, I can't think of many point guards that would go above him. Probably the greatest shooter of all time to go down in history. I mean, Andres is giving me a dirty look like I'm like I'm dumb, but you know, I do think that he's probably the best shooter of all time. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's a good look from a PR move. Probably a bad look because I think that he's just playing dumb and not giving into the fact that he's great. So, what old white guy are you? taking Andres, because I know that's why you're looking at him like that. Uh, look, I think I think uh, all-time shooter, although he didn't really get a, a big break uh, in the NBA, would be uh, Pistol Pete. Mm. But that's that's a conversation for a different day. Uh, look, I, I think it's a great PR move, uh, Carlos, and his respect and aspect. But more importantly, if he wins one more ring, I mean, he I mean he surpasses, you know, Don't say Magic. It. I mean, because what, Magic's oh. got five in his, in his mm-hmm. arsenal, so... Give him, I say, if you ask the question three years from now to Steph Curry, I think he puts himself in that top five. But Pat, what I did like about uh, Steph was that he added Tim Duncan, baby. We had discussed it. He thought I was crazy when I did my top five all times. And Timmy Timmy D, Timmet, was in his top five. So much respect for Steph for putting top five, uh, Mr. Tim Duncan. Okay, Andres, keeping it with you. The FIBA women's, you sent me this on uh, Instagram. The FIBA yeah. women's introduced, debut, the LED, first ever LED basketball court. Good look, yeah. bad look. I think it's fantastic. You got to make the game inter- interactive for the fans. Nobody's watching women's basketball anyway or women's sports unless they're beach volleyball or tennis just to hear the grunts and the groans. But I think you need, you need some kind of technology out there. The question is how many over under light bulbs led screens are going to be broken by the time it's all said and done uh but i don't understand the technology i'm not a technical person in that aspect i'm not a nerd but it looks cool i think it's going to be very very great uh for the fans to be watching and tuning in i know i'm going to be see- watching the highlights i can't ever watch a full game of WNBA unless you know i have bet on it but even then i'm not going to join in the question is at what point how many more years until the u the u.s women's national basketball association brings that technology over because it's that's where we're heading to they they, they got to make the game more interactive just like how you know baseball changed the rules for the timing and all that and and 
time frame of a game, this is how it's going to get more fans going to the NBA stadiums to see this cool technology underneath the floorboards. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I, I, I like it. I just want to see, like, how far, how far these ads are going to go, you know, like, if it's going to be too busy, if it's going to be a distraction um, to the players. It, I, I don't know. We have to wait and see if people are crashing into each other. So last last one is for you, Carlos. Um, I'm not sure if any if any of you guys are aware or, I mean, he's a pretty popular baseball player. He might be one of the best players in the game right now, Mookie Betts, our very own Los Angeles Dodger. Mookie Betts has a podcast um, called On Base with Mookie Betts. And um, he had Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles on his podcast as a guest. And uh, Mookie Betts was talking about his... Um, his portable kitchenettes that he's going to be selling. He's going to create these uh, portable kitchenettes to encourage people that, that travel a lot to eat healthier. And while he was telling this to Cedric, he tells Cedric, hey, I want you to buy one of my portable kitchenettes when I release them. And, Ce and I was like, hmm. And then Cedric was like, oh, you want me to buy it? And was is it a good... So you have a, a podcast, right? And you have a guest come on and you're trying to launch something. Is it a good look to ask them to buy it? Um, or is it a bad look? What do you think, Carlos? What, was, what would be your reaction? I think it's a bad look from the, from the initial perspective. It sounds uh, a little forced or a little like out of, kind of out of left field. Um, but I think his intentions weren't that severe. I think he was like, hey, you know, I got a new product. I want you to try it out. Know, give it a go um but i think if you just kind of give the wrong impression of why you want him to buy it then it's a bad look um but no i didn't know that you he had a podcast or was starting his own little side business whatever you want to call yeah. it but, um i don't know i mean if one of my buddies was said hey i want you to buy one of my products i'd be all over it you know so support small business but uh maybe given the situation that they're in it kind of came off uh wrong or incorrect so i'm gonna go with that look now andres uh Derek jeter used to give gifts right isn't that what you're supposed to do just give it to your friend there you go yeah. sure. i think i think it's a bad look that he has a fucking podcaster in the middle of the season <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's just me oh uh, i just got a little i got a little caught off guard because i'm like everybody here's a millionaire right mookie's a millionaire cedric's a millionaire as, as a guest, you know, for your podcast, just, just give it to him, you know. So um, I'm telling you right now, Carlos, if Andres and I ever start selling portable kitchenettes, we will give you one for free. Okay. So just keep that in yep. mind moving forward. Um, last segment. <laughs> last, last segment of the opening half of the show is a scumbag of the night. The individual responsible for ruining your sports happiness. Who do you have tonight, Andres? Who's your scumbag for tonight? My scumbag is that LMU girl. Why? Because she, she ruined my parlay. <laughs> oh, okay. I took, I took New Zealand thinking they're going to get to the next round. Uh, everything looked good, and that's the one that's the one that uh, cost me uh, five teamers. So That's how you're going to give yourself a heart attack. I was just surprised. I woke. I mean, I, didn't get, I wasn't watching the game because it was at the, in the middle of the night. Uh, so I woke up feeling, you know, right eye and bushy tail. I look at the scores. I'm like... And it's done. There's that's the end of the parlay. And I look, I can't believe the the Philippines uh, beat New Zealand. So I was very shocked. I was like, what is this basketball? What's going on here? 
anything can happen. Anything can happen in the tournament. Um, Carlos, do, do you have any scumbags of the night? Or um, if not, that's okay. I, I more or less do, uh, Pat. You know, so I know it's because it's still got a few weeks away, but OTAs with football started to kick off uh, this week. And, you know, as a diehard Raider fan, unfortunately, I wish I had picked the whole Raider organization as a scumbag. My boy Josh Jacobs has not been signed yet. They don't have a new contract for him. What the hell is going on? Um, you know, he's probably one of our most valuable assets. We can't get the dude signed. And um, I'm just ready for another heartbreak season, to be honest. So it is what it is. We're going to try to move on. But as of right now, surprisingly, not surprisingly so, the Raiders are my scumbags of the night. It's tough right now, huh, for running backs. Hey, Carlos, just out of curiosity, since you're a diehard Raiders fan, is there any chance or opportunity that uh, the, the GOAT, Mr. TB12, comes and, and plays for your organization? Since he's a minority owner, does he, does he, does he <laughs> lease them up and, and put on the pads and throw a couple? No, two, two-sided response. I like the fact that he's an owner. It's definitely a, it's definitely a jab in the side of the ribcage, whatever, because of 2001, right? The, the game in the snow. Um, but I think that he brings a level of just, he brings a championship level of mentality to wherever he goes to. Um, and I get it, some, maybe some older generations will not like that. That was sour taste in their mouth. But I just think that you have to move on with your damn life and realize that Tom Brady is, is the most winningest football player of all time. And you have to embrace that in your, in your front office. Secondly, no. I think the dude's done. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is fine. He reported to OTAs. Um, he passed his physical. So um, I would find it extremely surprising if he suits up at any point in the near future. Nah, he, he's not going to. So that, that wraps up the first half of the show. We have one more segment coming up. This is the segment where we introduce all the sporting events that we're going to be talking about for the weekend just after this break. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Weekend Starts on Wednesday. You can keep up with all of our stories, all of our posts, and all of our predictions. Again, to keep up with all of our action and entertainment, Weekend Starts on Wednesday. As promised, we are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place over the weekend. And this weekend, the weekend starts on Thursday morning with the 3M Open. If you're not familiar with what it is, it's a golf tournament. It's a heavy purse, almost $8 million to the, um, to the winners. So there's going to be a lot of big names participating, which is why it interests us, which is why we said, Carlos, we need your golf expertise you and Andres can talk some shop, the Cavalier King. Uh, go ahead, uh, tell us a little bit about this golf tournament, and then you and Andres tell us what, what your picks are. Yeah, so um, it's in Minnesota, and from what I've been reading, it's going to be very hot. Uh, <laughs> weather's going to be a big factor um, over there this weekend, so be on the lookout for that and how it plays an effect on uh, you know just fatigue and overall morale of the golfers. Um, but coming off the Open... This is still surprisingly a very big showcase of talent. You still have big names like Cameron Young, uh, Tony Finau. You have Justin Thomas playing, Gary Woodland. Um, so it's it should be exciting. Some very good golf, um, 
and uh, yeah, just going to see the, the course itself. But uh, as of right now, I'm going to pick Tony Finau as, as my winner. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Um, but I think that the way he's been playing, he's been very consistent and very just kind of knocking on the door. I think he's sometimes when he gets involved with the majors or in any big events, he kind of gets a little timid and he gets like a little, you know, little shell shock, so to speak. But I think that these are the type of tournaments that he wins uh, coming off a hot. I believe he finished in the top five or top 10 uh, of the Open this past weekend. So I, I see him definitely making a strong push uh, going through Sunday. I believe Tony Finau is the defending champion of this tournament. So boom, there it is. He he knows the course. Um, he warmed up a little bit over there, over overseas, and um, that's a really that's a really good pick. Andres, are you going that same direction, or do you have I, some? You know, that's that's one of the guys. I don't know if the this tournament has ever had a back to back winner um, in its history. So if not, I think this is a good shot where we see. A first-time back-to-back winner in the 3M Open. Tony Finau has been playing lights out. He has been playing very, really, really well. He knows this course, right, because he made a hell of a comeback last year. Uh, I think he ended up finishing, like, maybe 15 under uh, or something ridiculous. Um, the only other per- person that, that catches my eye, and he, I don't know, he hasn't really been doing well, but something tells me he might do something, uh, is probably going to be Cameron Young. Uh, just because he's always, he's the, what, top 10 player in the world right now. Um, he hasn't really won any real majors or, you know, real tournaments this, and I know he's playing well in, in the LIV uh, league, but it's different. I like I like Cameron Young, let's, and let's see what he does. So those are my two picks, Finau and Young. But Finau, I think, is, to me, the, the heavy favorite that, I, that I'd like the most. And I want to see... A back-to-back championship champion, I should say. So let's do that. So you said that um, you're not sure why you're going with Cameron Young, but it has nothing to do with the fact that he is the number one top choice to win. He's got the best odds to win it all. Oh, does he? Is he, is he oh, the favorite? I haven't looked. No, I didn't. I didn't even know. I had no idea. He is know. the favorite. Yeah, he is the favorite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's the favorite at plus fourteen hundred, and then Tony Finau is the, the third overall at plus sixteen. All right. All right. Do you see any dogs, Carlos? Any big dogs that can make a run? Maybe it's because of Full Swing on, on Netflix. Shout out to Netflix. But I like this kid, uh, Sahith the, uh, the, the Gala. Dude, okay. he, he, he's got some talent. He's he's young. He's only like 20, 24 year old. But he has some serious talent. Um, he's, I think two years back, he was in first place going into the, uh, the Waste Management Open down there in, in Phoenix. And I like him. He's he's not a, you know with the field not being as top heavy you know you don't have like Rom playing this weekend you don't have uh, Speed playing this weekend you don't have Macmore playing this weekend this is his good opportunity for someone like him to make a strong push and, and put himself up there in the top ten top fifteen of golfers right now on the PGA. So how many episodes is Swing on Netflix? Like eight. Oh, I said six, eight. There you go. Yeah, it's probably like six or eight. Yeah, it's very short. It's good though. It's it's a good. It's a good show. I like it. Okay. It's, 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 more, it, it's a perspective of, of what the, the daily grind is for these guys and some, somewhat of a, of a frenemies that they create with one another. So um, your boy, Sahith Tigala, he's top 15 in the rankings of this tournament. And um, going back to, to what I was saying about, you know, anybody can win in these tournaments. That's a good pick, Carlos. Um, 
we'll keep an eye on Sahith. Obviously, Tony Finau and Cameron Young are favored. But that gets the day started on Thursday. So those of you that get to work from home, put on the news and then you can put on some golf in the background while you work. Hear the birds, look at the uh, scenery, you know, take a take a take it all in, take in the view. And then as the day goes on, we move into the evening and um, we talked about the Women's World Cup a little bit to start the show. But right now you have Argentina at 5 p.m. They're going to be taking on South Africa um and none of these teams have won a game right andres so is is it win or go home for for these teams do they have to win or loser losers done right no you have to win i I don't know what the table looks like but um it it depends on what the table looks like the question is though there's no there's no woman on that team named Messi on it so i don't think it'll matter for argentina (laughs) i think south africa might steal it they're both South Africa and Argentina are both at the bottom of their group, Group G. So Sweden and Italy are tied at the top, and then it's South Africa and Argentina. So, with that being said, it's winner go home, right, for these teams. Yeah, it's winner go home. Okay, so your money is on South Africa. I mean, actually, no, uh, Pat, this is game two for them, so it's not yet win or go home. Uh, They have one more game after this in the group play, but they do need a win to at least be in that discussion to potentially get into that that next round. I don't know. I think, I mean, from what I'm looking at the stats right here, uh, Argentina's the, well, South Africa is better because they have, they've already scored a goal. Uh, and Argentina has not scored a goal. So I'm going to go with South Africa, and I think um, the, even more so is through the height advantage, right? We always talk about it in, in boxing where I like the extra length. But in soccer, if you have that height advantage, you, you get to the headers a little bit quicker. So South Africa has a little bit more height than the Argentinians. I'm going to go with South Africa based solely on the height. Okay. So that is kind of the only World Cup action that um, we'll be able to watch here in America. All the other games are when we're sleeping, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. So if you want to, you know, watch a little bit of the Women's World Cup, 5 p.m. Thursday night, Argentina versus South Africa. Friday is baseball. Um, Pretty much the dog days of summer are here. We got two months left of baseball. Uh, We were looking for playoff bound teams and um, sticking it uh, sticking with you, Andres, Friday night. 4.20 p.m., Milwaukee taking on Atlanta. They open up a series. Um, Atlanta is the best team in baseball right now. The Brewers are in first place of their division. Do you you know anything about these teams? Have you been following any players from from these teams? As a Dodger fan, which team scares you more? Look, no... As a Dodger fan or former Dodger fan, I don't think the, the, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, scare me at all. It'd be the Braves because they've also been in the World Series within the last three years. Uh, they always give us a, a hard time in the postseason. Uh, I think the Braves will probably squeak out the victory on Friday because I just, they're the better team. And and I want to see Milwaukee choke because I'd like to see Cincinnati uh, win that division. So that's why I'm rooting for the Braves. Uh you know, what do, what do they have, though? Like, who do the Brewers have? I mean, they still have, you know, what, the, the great almighty uh, lefty that you have, Pat? Um, Yelich? 
but I don't know. Pitching's better. I think the Braves have a better pitching staff, so I'm going to go with the Braves. Okay. Well, the, the Braves have a far better offensive roster. Sure. The Brewers put together a scrappy team, and, you know, they're winning games in, in their central division. And, you know, we all kind of know that if the St. Louis Cardinals are not on top of the central division, then it's pretty much wide open. So it's a dogfight right now between the Brewers and the Reds. And shooting it over to you, Carlos, 7.10 p.m. on Friday night, the Reds are here in Los Angeles taking on the Dodgers. So I have to ask you, as a Dodger fan, knowing that there's only two months left in the season, knowing that our pitching is horrendous right now, what are you going to be watching for as we take on a first-place team this weekend? Yeah, I think that now that the All-Star break has come and gone, it's now the teams that are meant for October start to separate themselves, right? Or they should they should at least. So what I'm going to look for from the Dodgers is see how they play against a you know, contending postseason team in the Reds. Um, so with that, if our pitching is in a slump, we all know it, but... We have to see what we can do with our bats. You know, can our can our, our role players step up? You know, I know obviously Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and even Mac Muncy is, is on a tear right now, but can we get the extra help, you know, from our role players? Um, I think that's part of the reason why we went out and signed or traded for Kike to get some more spark and juice in the clubhouse. But, you know, the Reds are, are, are a good team. And, you know, I know they have that uh, that shortstop that's a left trick. I just can't – I forgot his name. Drawn a blank right now. Um What's, it, what's his name, Andreas? Is it Dela Cruz? For, for, for the Reds? Uh, Ellie yeah. Dela Cruz? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That dude's freaking electric, man, to watch. I've seen his highlights, and he's, he's a stud for sure. So, um, yeah, I think overall it's going to be, you know, the boys in blues a uh, chance to see if they can contend with a, a serious ball club. Yeah, I mean, our pitching staff, um, you know, Saturday night is Emmett Sheehan. And I mean, I'm no one, I'm no person to talk shit because I never made it to the major leagues. But these are names that we've never heard of. Like, you know, we, you know, Emmett Sheehan is, is three and one right now. It's a good record, but his ERA is 6.75. So if these guys are going to be on our roster, perhaps maybe our playoff roster, we want to see them perform against these first place lineups, right? Sunday. A little bit more of a recognizable name, uh, Michael Grove. Uh, he's been around this whole season, so if Dodger fans know who he is. So that's that's the game on Sunday. So we want to see how he does. Friday, um, Bobby Miller, he is probably going to be one of our horses that we really need to come through in the playoffs. Because, yeah, like Bobby's, right? Bobby's, yeah. And because we, we don't know when our other pitchers are coming back, you know? So... You're going to be watching to see how the offense does, if we can get some pop, um, put up some runs. I'm going to be watching these three pitchers to see, you know, how they do. Um, but here we go, right? All three of us are Dodger fans. Don't believe Andres when he says that he's no longer a Dodger fan. All three of us are Dodger fans, and we got our eyes on everything, right? We got our eyes on, on everything that they're doing. Uh, we want to see them win. So good luck this weekend to the Dodgers, and um, I guess um, good luck to the Brewers. Were you going to say something, Carlos? 
No, um, I think that's a, a fair point. You know, I think that's a good time to see, you know, if our sub B list pitchers can, you know, make a name for themselves. If they can, you know, <laughs> push better their chances of making that October roster. Uh, that's a great point. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm thinking all offense. I still am not putting, you know, fixing the issue. I'm putting a bandaid over our problem when, you know, the real issue is our pitching. And we have to see how our pitching contends with, you know, a good ball club. I mean, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot this weekend, so the ball's going to be flying. Um, the question is, who is the team that's going to be hitting the ball more? So, Andres, you had a homework assignment. Your homework assignment was UFC 291. Tell our listeners some bets. What are you thinking? Usually, um, you are, I don't know, what, what do you think you are when it comes to betting on UFC? You think you're 50-50 or what? Okay, I think I'm, I'm, I'm. I think there's a pattern on certain things. I'm beginning to realize when it's not a main, when it's not a main card or a main fight. For example, like if it's not a pay per view event, uh, I'm always taking the underdogs because there's no fans in, the, in that little octagon ring or whatever arena that they they fight in. Uh, and then when it's a big big time pay per view event, I kind of go chalk up Jayhawk. You know what I mean? I try to go with the with the favorites because that's what it seems to be. So. I mean, it, it doesn't matter any given moment, any given night. Uh, anybody can win a fight. So uh, this is a great fight, though. I mean, Dustin Poirier versus Gehi, uh Fight two, by the way. Uh, Poirier beat Gehi, uh on a fourth-round TKO uh, knockout. Um, and here's a fun stat, though, for the betters. Uh, guess Patrick, who is 3-0 in rematches. Justin Gay- Gay? No, Poirier is 3-0 and in his career uh, rematches. So I'm going to go with Poirier. He seems to be the better fighter in my eyes. He's got the more experience. He's 29-7 uh, and seven, uh, in the MMA world and 21-6 and six in the UFC. And then Gahey is 24-4 uh, in his MMA career, uh, but 7-4 and four in his UFC. I'm sure Flores would probably would go the other way and say Gehi just so he can get a, a, round, a part three fight. But I think uh, Poirier is, is a much better fighter. I think he's going to take him down. I'm expecting this. Uh, I don't expect this to go the distance, I'll tell you that much. I think I'm going to go either knockout or TKO Poirier uh, by the fourth round. That's gonna be, You know what? I'll put that as my, uh, whatchamacallit, Pat, bet. What? You don't like that? You want to make a bold prediction that Poirier is going to TKO the same guy he TKO'd in the same exact round as last time. You think that's bold? I mean, this is three, four years later, so why would it <laughs> It's not bold. It's, you're literally saying the same exact thing is going to happen, and you're calling it bold. What happens if it's in the first round or the second round? If you say that he, <laughs> if you say that he does it by this... <laughs> In the first two rounds, that's bold. Let's do let's do round by the, the first three rounds, Pat. There's five rounds, right? Five. Carlos, is that bold enough? You think that's bold or no? You know, I think given the circumstances, it, it is. You know, to to beat someone the same way twice after a four year stretch, you know, you would hope that the other guy got better, right? But so DP wins okay in three rounds okay well 
first look. We're all at zeros anyway. Like, let's throw a little softball one, right? No, Carlos is at seven. Oh shit! I forgot Carlos is seven. Ooh, all right. He's at seven because seven. he predicted the winner of which golf tournament was John it? Brown. Was that the Masters? Masters, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember it, and I wrote down Carlos yeah, has seven points. Does not pick Knocker where he didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> okay, so I guess I accept that bull prediction. And if people are wondering what are we talking about, um, each bull prediction is worth seven points. The first to 21 collects beer um, from the losers. So right now, Carlos on the board. Carlos has That's seven. Actually, I got to jump in on this podcast more often, you guys. Yeah, we'll bring you on more. We'll bring you on more. So you're at seven points. Andres is at zero. I'm at zero. My bull prediction is that Justin wins just he just wins straight up is okay. that is that bold enough for him to win or he has to tk yeah, it's bold enough for him to win i sure why not i don't think it's gonna happen though but yeah i'll take that bet I'll is that, that bold enough for you carlos yeah i i'll, I'll second that I'll, I'll give it the vote of confidence okay what uh, were you gonna you say know, you know no i'm just saying pat uh you know who's got the bigger reach right by two inches, your boy DP. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's what the girls say about my penis when, uh, compared to you. <laughs> two inches. It's going to matter. It's going to be extra. Uh, uh, no, I think there's, there's other good fights on the card, though. Uh, you do have... Oh, by the way, the prelims are available to be watched on ABC, ESPN, ESPN+. So you get uh, four good fights for the prelims. And then the early prelims are on ESPN+. So you got three on that. Uh, and then the pay-per-view event, uh, you've got five fights. So... Um, Derek Lewis is a good, good uh, veteran to watch. He's back in action against Marcos uh, de Lima, a, a Brazilian. He's the underdog. Uh, you've got Jake Matthews is a good person to watch, um, and then you really got the, the the Bobby Green Tony Ferguson. I think that's probably I think that's going to be the upset of the night is the Tony Ferguson fight, and he's plus three ten right now. Uh, I don't know why, but I have this gut feeling that he might come out. And that reach, Pat, he's got uh, five more inches on the reach. Five and a half. Big difference. <laughs> but Tony Ferguson's three years older than Bobby Green. That's okay. He's bigger too, huh? Well, hey, if you, if you, if you like it, we love it, right? If you yeah. like it, we love it. So, you know, plus 310. If you put down $50 on Tony Ferguson, you will win $165. So, um... Or $155. So that's that's, that's no nothing to sneeze at. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a long day of UFC. Uh, if you are blessed to have the opportunity to watch two things at once on Saturday night, it's uh, Errol Spence taking on T-Bud, Terrence Crawford. So Terrence Crawford, now we're moving over to boxing. This is on Showtime pay-per-view. It's in Vegas, the T-Mobile Arena, the who's who. Of every everything, everybody should be there. Your Raiders, Carlos. I mean, the season hasn't kicked off yet, so the Raiders will probably be there. Um, Tom Brady might be there with Kim Kardashian. I mean, you just never know who, who's gonna be there at these at these boxing matches. And um, I I don't know. I mean, Earl Spence is twenty eight and zero with twenty two knockouts, and uh, Terrence Crawford is thirty nine and zero with thirty knockouts. I should have asked Flores today who he thinks is going to win. Um, who do you guys think is going to win? Let, let's start with you, Andres. 
haven't even looked at that. Um, that is a... What does Vegas think of this fight? That's a I mean, that's a good question. I didn't even look at the odds on this, but um, I'll take a look. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy's on it right now. Um, you know, Pat, I'm sure oh, wow. Crawford's got to be the favorite. He's thirty nine and zero. He's got thirty knockouts. Let's not. I don't have to look at at Vegas for that. Uh, I, I mean, Spence's no joke either. But I, I think right now Crawford is supposed to be the new face of boxing, right? So I think they have it set up to where he. Will will win, uh, and I think he wins by knockout. I think it, I think it goes about uh, ten rounds, but I think uh, Crawford is a better fighter, and he's going to go with the knockout and possibly TKO. So that's uh, that's who I got, Pat. I don't need to know the odds for it. Well, just so you know, Crawford is a favorite at one sixty five. Spence is the underdog at plus one thirty. Uh, Carlos, did you uh, did you read up on any of these boxers? Uh, who would you be putting your money on if you were gonna be betting? Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna take Spence here, uh, just uh, just to oppose Andres a little bit. Tell <laughs> um, the tape right now. So let's see. Yeah, the welterweight world championship, 147 pounds. Yeah, I'm gonna take Spencer TKO in the 11th round. That's a bold prediction. Ooh, all right. That's yeah. a bold prediction. Bold prediction. Okay. Uh, Spence has is two years younger, uh, a little bit taller, but not as much reach. Yeah, bold prediction. Spence eleventh round TKO. I think with these, you know, with these latter guys, like the knockouts are they come a dime a dozen. It's really just you know the more strategic game to see who can outlast the other and potentially get that haymaker in. But I think for the most part, you have to beat someone up, literally get that TKO, and then and, and call the match there. So that's so- it for me. Well, Spence is the one. He's putting up his belt. So this is a unified boxing match. So whoever wins, oh, no. whoever wins is it's it's literally for all the marbles, as they would say. So um, Spence is putting more on the line. You know, he uh, he's got more belts. So it's not a bad bet to be honest. Spence is considered an underdog, but um, he is one of the most talented underdogs I've ever seen on a boxing fight card. Um, so moving along to Sunday. Again, as we mentioned, the Women's World Cup is very odd times. Um, but the best game we are going to get on Sunday is South Korea versus Morocco at 9.30 p.m. at night. And that's here in the West Coast. So if you're up on Sunday night and you want to say, hey, I want to catch up a little bit on the Women's World Cup. I haven't been paying that much attention. Go ahead and tune in. Otherwise, um, it's the final round of, of the 3M Open. And then there's there's more baseball, Sunday night baseball. Um, the Baltimore Orioles hosting the Yankees. That game's at 4 o'clock. Um, Andres, what are your thoughts? We'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the Orioles being first place this late in the season? And then we'll end it with you, Carlos. What are your thoughts on the Yankees being dead last in their division this late in the season? So we'll start with you, Andres. I think it's great. I, I'd like to see Baltimore finish uh, top top dog in the AL East. I mean, talk about a hell of a story. Uh, they've been on fire, and they you know they've got grinding players. They've got grinders on the team. There's no big names. They don't have the big contracts. They don't they don't have the big payroll like everybody else. What's not to like about them, Pat? Plus, who wouldn't like to see some uh, 
some seafood in October at Camden Yards. You know what I mean? Some crab cakes. And, and uh, you know, good old Blue Eyes, my boy Cal Ripken Jr. throwing out the first pitch <laughs> and bringing that side of town uh, up to its up to its feet. So I'm, I'm here for it. I've got a couple player, players on from the Orioles team. i got Frazier, and I've got uh, the pitcher over there. So I'm all for it, Pat. I, I like it. And I think I think they can make a big run. They can make a really good big run. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on them, honestly. And a question over to you, Carlos, about the Yankees. I feel pretty similar about, you know, in the same <laughs> context. I think it's great. You know, uh, I think it proves that money does not buy happiness <laughs> for the Yankees. You know, um, that big payroll, all those, you know, the stars. But they are plagued by injuries. So, you know, I'll give them that. So, but, uh, yeah, I think it's good for baseball just to have, you know, some, some different faces out there making a, making a push. And just as a Dodger fan, loyal Dodger fan, you know, fuck the Yankees, and, and that's about that. So, <laughs> so one of the best, um, one of the best social media like things I've ever seen for a sports team was last year when the Orioles were they were this close, they were so close to making the playoffs, right? And it was going down into the final weekend, and on the Orioles Instagram story, it was an image of the the, the bird, right? The the image of the bird. And you're looking at the bird and it's a clear picture. And then the, the text comes in and it says, I am chaos, right? And then after you read, I am chaos, the little image starts to shake and you're like, what the fuck? And then it goes to the next one and it shows the whole crowd going crazy. Um, somebody in Baltimore hit a home run. So it was showing like a highlight reel, but what led up to the highlight reel was that. And Andres is right. Like um, you guys are both right. The Yankees, not being in first place opens up the division, like you said. And then the Orioles being in first place just makes things a little crazier because Baltimore fans are on another level. And um, it, it's completely, it's great. It's great for the AL East. So our meeting's about to end in a few minutes. So I just want to wrap up the show. Um, you know, thank you, Carlos, for taking the time to be with us tonight. Um, we got to have you on more often when there's, you know, whenever, whenever we can. Whenever we do the show, also um, wanted to update everybody. Stay tuned tomorrow. We're gonna do some live sessions. Uh, we're gonna be at the at the Dodger Stadium again. Andres, Chance, and I are gonna be going to the Ping Pong for Purpose. So, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna be doing some more interviews. Um, Chance hit me up, and he was like, "I was able to get us in. Are you down?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm down to go back." So we're gonna go back with our little microphone again. Uh, we're going to see who's there. So, Carlos, any uh, final words uh, before we log off? No, thanks, Pat. Thanks, Andres, for having me on again. Um, per usual, great show. Appreciate it, you guys. And, uh, yeah, hope to, be on, hope to be on soon again. Andres. Carlos, thank you uh, for being on tonight. Thank you for the insight on golf. Uh, looking forward on some small bets on your boy, uh, that big, big uh, dog. Um, I can't wait to do it again, and uh, hopefully we'll see you for uh, for a big charity event coming up in, in two weeks. Pat, pleasure. I hope you had a great birthday this past weekend, and uh, I hope you have a great weekend, guys, and uh, keep an eye out. It's uh, Del Mar is in session for horse racing. Mm. Uh, Uncle Bobby Baffert is in, is in play, and uh, I, you know, if you ever get a chance to go down there, please do, and if not, uh, you know. Keep an eye on the ponies because it's it's always a good time. All right. Well, that was the 185th episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. If you're going to place any bets this weekend, good luck.